Now, God is an on-time God. He may not show up at the very moment you want him, but he promised in his word he would never leave us, nor would he forsake us. And so we have to hold on to God in spite of the struggle, in spite of the pain, in spite of the lack of whatever may be missing in our lives, that we've got to trust God to be the one to fulfill that empty spot in our lives. So don't give up. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 34 of the Altered Stories show. Pastor Yvonne's Kingdom Impact God Story. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Thanks for listening to the show. Today, I'm delighted to share that our podcast continues to grow in our brand, and God has opened some new funding doors for Altered Stories Ministry through the Uncommon Giving platform. Uncommon Giving Corporation is a financial services company that is founded to awaken generosity and reverse the decline in charitable giving. You can find our ministry on their platform at www.uncommongiving.com. It's an easy way to give and all donations are tax deductible. Also, I'd like to take this opportunity to share a iTunes podcast testimonial from donor, podcast guest, and podcast host of Letters from Home podcast, Meg Leesner. Such an encouraging podcast. Thanks to all the lovely women willing to share their God stories. Thank you for putting these stories out there. Thank you, Meg, for that testimonial. So now let's get this show started. Today, I am excited and honored, really honored to introduce to you today's Kingdom Rockstar podcast guest, Pastor Yvonne McCoy. I was so blessed to get to know Pastor Yvonne while living in the Denver metro area through my dear friend and former podcast guest, Diane Andrews, who's a pastor's wife and the founder of R&R Retreat Ministry. Pastor Yvonne and Diane were instrumental in the Denver community in hosting Christ-centered retreats that united women of different denominations, races, and color and I was blessed to attend one of their retreats. It knocked my socks off. Pastor Yvonne is a powerhouse for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Man, I read her bio, and there is so much there. Folks, I'm going to do my best to uh, summarize this and let her share anything else additional. But Pastor Yvonne has traveled as an ambassador for Christ and presented the gospel message in Russia. 15 African nations, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic. She's also the founder of His Healing Hands Ministry, which focuses on reaching women around the world who have been unfortunately mutilated, abused, and raped. She's a graduate of Fuller Theological Seminary, where she received a Master's of Art in Theology. 
and she was ordained in 1989 and has been serving in ministry full-time for 36 years. Wow, Pastor Yvonne, that's a long time. Yes, it is. Yes. She served in the capacity of founder and pastor of the Redeemers Christian Fellowship for eight years in Aurora, Colorado, and I have heard her preach from the pulpit. She is very, very inspiring. She spent five years as a professor, an adjunct professor at Denver Theological Seminary and Suburban Training Center Director for their mentoring program. She's also been honored by the Denver mayor, Michael Hancock, for her contributions to the city. And Pastor Yvonne, you were actually presented with your own day? Yes, I was. My own day, June 8th. That's amazing. What an honor. And also, back in January 2001, you were honored as one of the outstanding women of Colorado, and I believe that. And also, I understand you've been on a HBO, in an HBO movie? Well, it ended up being on television, but it was done at the Paramount Theater in Denver with Sinbad. Okay, cool. And then you've been featured in Reader's Digest, all kinds of lifestyle magazines and Geez, I mean, we're really blessed to have you here. And you've also hosted your own television program. And you've been on a guest, obviously, on other podcasts, right? Correct. Okay. And you're a mom, of course, of yes, two children who serve mm-hmm. in ministry. You must be so proud. And you have five grandchildren and four great granddaughters. It's uh, one son, grandson, and uh, three girls. That's a lot. That's awesome. So, do they call you Nana, Gigi, Mimi? What do you, or just Grandma there? What, what do they call you? Well, they call me Nana or uh, Gigi for great grandkids, Nana for my uh, grandchildren. Uh, but they get it confused. So, I have to answer to anything they want to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I love seeing your posts and they're so beautiful. You're, you seem like me. When I talk about Bentley Rose, I just radiate joy, and I can see it all over your face, too. So it's such a blessing, isn't it? A gift? It's really a blessing, and, and it was a blessing for me, especially as a grandmother, to be able to b- baptize all of my grandchildren. Um, and that was just an experience that I will treasure for the rest of my life because they were gracious enough for me to allow them to hear the gospel and lead them to Jesus. They're so blessed, Pastor Yvonne. Yes. Well, enough of me now. I I know that was a long intro, but I mean, this lady's special. And not only that, she dresses like a million bucks. You have some beautiful pictures, Pastor Yvonne. So I can't wait to share them out. Let's get to know you now in some other areas. But I wanted to welcome you to the show, Pastor Yvonne. I know you've got a lot going on, and it really is an honor to have you here. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm, it's been a place of, at times, of an anxiety and uncertainty um, because of life uh, in this year of 2020 as we've gone through this pandemic and it's still rising up again and dealing with that, especially at my age of uh, 73 years old and being a risk factor. Um, so it's been it's been a little hard this season of my life. It's funny how when you get older, you never imagine 
that your body's going to fall apart, but needing knee replacements and possibly two hip replacements. And so that's been kind of up and down for me physically. It's been difficult. And then I'm in the process of relocating to a new place and I turn around and have surgery on Friday. But in the midst of all of that, it is well with my soul. My soul is at peace because of the God that I know that is carrying me and taking care of me. And it's great, too, because my children, my, my daughter and my older, well, the youngest grandson came here to be with me for four weeks to help take care of me. But I've been on a journey, a journey that uh, I never expected to be on. But because of God's grace and his favor and his love towards me, he is helping me to do exactly what he's calling me to do, even in this season of my life. Isn't that awesome? God is so good in that way. I mean, he just I mean, and it's so amazing how he brings the right people to us and, you know, the caregivers and all of the body or, you know, those that he works through to help us through these seasons, right? And so I'm just grateful that, you know, you're well enough to be here and that we can have a, a great conversation about you and what brought you to where you are today. So um, before we jump in on your God story, Pastor Yvonne, is there one particular thing that you would like our listeners to walk away with today? as you share and minister? Sure. I would want them to know that no matter the struggle, no matter the uncertainty, that they can get through every situation if they give it to the Lord. Now, God is an on-time God. He may not mm -hmm. show up at the very moment you want him, but he promised in his word he would never leave us, nor would he forsake us. And so we have to hold on to God in spite of the struggle, in spite of the pain, in spite of the lack of whatever may be missing in our lives, that we've got to trust God to be the one to fulfill that empty spot in our lives. So don't give up, no matter how difficult this journey may be that you're walking. Please continue to stay on the course that God has for you, because in this life, there shall be peaks and there shall be valleys. But God is able to all, always bring you to a place where the road is smooth and you can look back over your life and go, wow, God did carry me through this. So don't give up. Love that, Pastor Yvonne. Those are ministering words. <laughs> Thank you. Spoken by a true minister, Pastor. <laughs> okay. Well, so woo, how do we top that one? Um, so, Pastor Yvonne, our podcast, we share a variety of different women stories and as God leads the women to us or as, um, you know, we feel um, there's a woman's story that is really compelling uh, that needs to be heard. And I would love for you today to share with our listeners your God's story of kingdom impact and calling began. It's a wonderful story. Um, never knew that I would be where I am today, but I was raised in a family that loved the Lord. And so I've known Jesus I, all my life uh, because I was birthed 
in a home that served him. But I had a grandfather uh, who was very instrumental in my life. He used to set me on his knee and he would read me the stories of the Gospels. And he would begin to implant in me seeds that would eventually grow because of his willingness to love me and to take time to share with me who Jesus was and what Jesus was about. And uh, because of that, I believe that that was the beginning of the process of me starting to work in ministry. I came up with a stepdad and uh, my mom, my natural father, never wanted me or never spent time with me or even saw me. So I used to walk around with a, a spirit of rejection. And I didn't understand what that was, but I knew something was wrong in my life. And out of that, I ended up marrying three times. It was not the best things because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And I didn't understand the pain that I was dealing with, but I got help. I saw a counselor and a lot of times for African-American uh, women and men, sometimes they won't go to get therapy because they don't think, you know, they need that, that we can work through that on our own. Well, I couldn't work through it on my own. And so I had someone that helped me get through that. And once I got through that season in my life and I was even on staff doing ministry, but I was a broken woman. The Lord began to heal the wounds in my life. And I was on a trip and going to uh, Africa. I had been going several times. In fact, I thought one time was enough. I thought that the Lord, I was just excited to be in Africa. It was a dream fulfilled and I got to go there. And so um, on my way back from uh, Sierra Leone, Africa, this was probably about maybe the fifth or sixth time I had been over there. I was on the plane and I said, Lord, why are you sending me to Africa? What do you want me to do? There are men and women of God over there that can preach and teach. I said, so why am I going? And he said in my spirit, to take out my journal and begin to write. And that's when he gave me Healing Hands Ministry. He says, I want you to work with women because you've been through some of the same identical things that they've been through. I've been, uh, I was an incest victim. Um, I've been raped. Um, I know what it is to feel uh, physically and mentally abused. The only thing I haven't dealt with is circumcision, and that goes on a lot in the African culture uh, for women. And so that's how the birthing of his healing hands began. The ministry began because of God's presence in my life to say, this is what I'm calling you to do. And I thought, oh, wow, this is big. You know, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to begin to do that. And so when the Lord connected me with Diane Andrews, she took me on a retreat uh, for R&R. I was the only African-American woman there. And I told her, I said, I want to do this for inner city women. And I said, will you help me begin something that I can gather women together that are broken and see God heal them. 
And so we began the retreats. And I think I did about 11 or 12 retreats. I can't remember the exact number. But women came from the city and they were restored. So that's a little bit of how the journey of uh, my altering experience in life began. What a precious story. And you've shared that so well, Pastor Yvonne. I mean, there's a lot there and you could go down a lot of different bunny trails, right? Going into details of your experiences with some of the abuse and things like that. But what I'm hearing from you is, thankfully, you had a lot of healers, including our Lord Jesus Christ, who partnered with you or came along beside you to help you through a lot of your brokenness. And then you could take that for the good to help other women who needed it, uh, the healing, and needed to hear your story. Um, I'm assuming that you shared your story also many times. Do you even have a, a book that you've written where maybe you've shared, or is your book more in uh, the ministry side where you're actually talking about a specific you know, area of ministry? Right. Well, the first the book that I first uh, put together uh, was a journal, and it's called "Is Healing Hands," and it helps to guide women through their journey of prayer. I believe prayer is an essential tool that we need, and so I had never seen a journal where you can open up with your confession to God first, and then you would be able to write those prayer requests that you have for the Lord. And then finally, write the date that God answers those prayers. And it's a book that will give you almost a book of your own of how God has carried you through a, a year of life's journey and how he has transformed your life daily because of your time spent with him in prayer. And so that's the the book I have written. I'm looking forward to writing a children's book, but it has not been published yet. Uh, and talk, talks about my grands and great grands. And then I'm looking to do a book about my journey as a woman who has come out of this kind of pain. Okay. Thank you for sharing the details of that. Um, I know journals are huge. And for me, my prayer journal meant the world, especially going through a lot of the challenges I went through having been a, a, a victim of, unfortunately, a childhood cult where there was uh, sexual abuse involved in that and other areas in my life where I've encountered you know, hard things as a result of just being in a broken world. Unfortunately, sometimes um, it's at the hands of those that we trust. Sometimes, unfortunately, um, it's fallen and evil um, in the world. And I'm just curious, is there a way for women or even men, if we got them listening, they want to get a hold of that journal? Is that out there on your website that we can talk about later? Yes, it is. It's on my website, and you also can go on Amazon to get it, hhhands.org. That's where you can go to order the book if you want to do it online. Thank you. So, you know, Pastor Yvonne, you and I talked a little bit about what's going on right now in the climate of our United States, and actually it's a movement now that's going across the world. And this is 
you know, what's happening with the death of George Floyd and some other African Americans. And of course, we all know that they're not all bad police officers and there are good ones. And but unfortunately, the, the, this has you know, come to the public and it's very been very controversial and people are extremely just emotional within the African-American community, too, and all other uh, races. I mean, it's just abuse, you know, what we've seen and what we understand. I'd just like to get your perspective on what you've encountered as an African-American woman, as a pastor in your life and your what your family. Give us a perspective, because I think we need to talk to others and understand, you know, and how we can come together as brothers and sisters in in the body and lift up the wounded and the hurting in, within our African-American communities. So are you comfortable with sharing some of your perspective in, on this? Sure, I am. I am. I'd be willing to share, you know, when the word of God says in Genesis that we are all made in the image of God, that he, even though he is a creator and a, a colorful God, we can see that in the creation, but he's also so a colorful God when it comes to his children. He didn't make us all the same. And so I think the crust of the problem is that oppression as an African-American is a real burden and it's a real truth. I mean, even when you think about laws that are yet on the books, we had one in the South just recently taken off where if a, a white man, I mean, I'm sorry, a black man and a white woman were holding hands walking down the street that he would be arrested. I mean, there's some old laws that are yet on the book that I don't understand. When you separate us as less than human, and we don't have our constitutional right, then there's going to be a breakout. I remember living in the 60s, and I went through the 60s riots as a young woman, and I saw how we were treated and mistreated, and uh, that, that there was a difference in who we are. But if you take the first layer of our skin off, we're all the same underneath. And I just think it's awful that we continue to fight one another over race when God has called us to be together as one. And yes, you're right. There are good cops. There are good black people. There's some that are bad. There's other uh, nationalities. They're good. They're bad. White men good. Uh, white men bad. But we got to come together enough to begin to learn about each other. I'm in a multi-ethnic church. I'm on the pastoral care of Bethel Community Church here in Murfreesboro. And I remember telling my pastor uh, back in January, I said, God is getting ready to bring a new thing. He's getting ready to bring change, not knowing we was going to have this pandemic and then turn around and have Mr. Floyd killed to see this happening again. And a lot of times, if young people don't know their history, they, are, they will certainly repeat what has gone on. So we're not in the history books. We don't talk about that in school. And so what happens, these uh, rallies come up, and I'm, I'm all for those peaceful things. I'm not for the burning down of people's property and harming people. But I believe we've got to have a voice in this day and age 
for laws to change and for things to become balanced, not only for us as African-Americans, but even us as women. I mean, as I came through as a woman, especially a woman pastor, that was something that noses were turned down on because they didn't believe that women should, to, should preach the gospel. So I've been through that. I remember when I was in middle school and I was getting ready to go to high school. And I think at that time I had a C plus average and my uh, student counselor told me, you just need to go get you a clerical job because you are not college material. So, you know, those kind of negative things that were spoken to me, if my parents and my grandparents hadn't said to me that you are the best and you can become whatever God is calling you to be, I might have taken the words of that moment and not be talking to you today. Uh, but I made a choice that I will not allow racism, prejudice to stop me from accomplishing what my heart's desire is. And I'm praying, you know, we, we, we quote, quote, uh, second Chronicles 714. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, we say a thing, but we're not doing it. I'm not seeing people come together and say, come on, we're going to pray together until there is a breakthrough and this thing has changed. So one of my areas as I have grandchildren, I told them, I said, the only way the nation is going to change and we're going to have equality is for you to grow up, become the president of the United States, become the governor, become the mayor, become the councilman, sit in Senate. I want you to begin to train your African-American kids that it's not just about basketball, football, but to become a, a, a critical element in society so that we can begin to make change. Well, it sounds to me like you are making change and you have paved the way for change. <laughs> and I love that. And you know, I am grateful that we can have this kind of conversation, you know, and have it intelligently. I think, Pastor Yvonne, there are other people out there that are, are African-American that are going to be listening to this and haven't had some of your support in their lives and they're not in the best of home situations. And they're saying, well, how do I break out of this? I mean, how, how can I make a difference? What can I do at this point? Maybe they've had lots of things that have occurred and, and, you know, they could be in prison or they, you know, just some harder things, you know, what advice would you have for them? How, how would you guide them? You know, I would tell them that their identity is not in what they are or what they've done or in the fact that they have not fulfilled a dream. Your identity is in Christ. It's not in all this stuff that's going on. And you've got to begin to know who you are according to who he is in you. And if you don't know him, you need to get to know him because truly he's the only way that I've been able to maintain my life and to do the things that he's asked of me to do because he lives on the inside of me. And so daily we speak, we talk, 
and he guides me. So don't give up, women. I'm telling you, uh, there is hope for you. Doesn't matter where you are in this journey. It's not over because the end of the story has not been written. So you have yet pages to fulfill in your life because God will help you get out of that situation the same way he helped me. Let me just say this little last bit or uh, as we're talking, I remember my last husband uh, and I won't say his name, but he was physically abusive to me. And uh, if a friend hadn't heard me screaming as he was dragging me down the street, um, my life might have ended and I could have been stuck there. But something rolls up on the inside of me that says, I don't want to live like this. And I'm determined that I'm going to be a better woman than what he perceived me to be and how he mistreated me. And I left that situation. Sometimes you have to leave and not be fearful, but you can start all over again. You can do it. I'm telling you, just come on out of that. Don't allow the enemy to speak lies to you, but you can be an overcomer and you can begin again. Yes, amen. And I know I'm, I've lived that in my life. You've lived that in yours. There's other women. We've shared 30 stories, I think, out there. I mean, there are stories and testaments of what God has done in the lives and transformation and change. And when we really surrender to him, And we fully embrace him in his love. So I thank you so much, Pastor Yvonne. And is there now a good way to contact you? I mean, what do you, if there's someone that really wants to bring you out as a speaker, or they may want to invite you on their show as a guest, or, you know, they have, you know, a need just to maybe be involved in your ministry or would like to have a conversation even what's the best way for women and and men even those that might have a interest to get in touch with you you know the easiest way is just to email me pastor girl just like it sounds p-a-s-t-o-r girl at msn.com that's the easiest way to do it or you can go to the website at hhands Okay, great. Thank you, Pastor Yvonne. And thank you so much for taking the time again to share your story and to uh, minister to us and to give us encouragement. And how can we as Christian brothers and sisters, you know, support, you know, African Americans more in in our churches? I mean, I what what do you see? would be, you know, as, as, as a way that we could honor you all and help you, you know, go through what you've just gone through from the wounds um, that have been imposed. We have to know each other. We need to sit down. It's not enough to say I'm in a multi-ethnic church or I have a Black friend. You've got to sit down and begin to engage. Allow us to share our journey, why we do what we do, what our backgrounds are. You know, we have to get to know 
one another. It's not enough to surface code it. We have got to go deep in relationship with each other. Until we do that and really spend time with each other's family, learn to love each other as God has loved us, that's the only way I believe that we would, will begin to see change because we work together side by side and all you know is somebody's name, but you don't know them as a person. So we have to begin to bridge the gap so that we can cross the bridge together and not be separated anymore. Yeah. Well, I thank you for that. I mean, I grew up in the military. Both my parents were in the Air Force and we had friends from all cultures. I mean, one of my dearest friends was Nene, um, and I hung out with her. We got in fights and everything, and I knew her family. I mean, I, I didn't know any different because we grew up with diversity and inclusion in growing up. Um, and so I'm learning a little more about some of the trauma and challenges that have been there as a result of sin, because I do consider racism a sin. You know, I think it's something we learn. When my children were small, their babysitter was white and they had children and my kids played together, but they didn't know color. They just knew that they had a friend. But as we grow up, depending on what's in our homes or how we feel about life, it engages us in sin that separates us. Yes. Thank you for those last words, Pastor Yvonne. And thank you for the blessing again of me being able to connect with you. I hope you enjoy this conversation and I'm looking forward to seeing um, the response we get to this podcast because I think so many, you got a lot of fans out there, lady, um, and they love you. And I do too. And I want you to know that you just radiate Jesus. So I'm thankful and I hope I get to go to another retreat or get to sync up with you. So hopefully I'll be praying for you and everything going on. And again, um, I can't wait to share this. And I'm hoping women across the world will listen to it, especially your African friends. And we'll have your episode page up. And let's hope we can get this out real soon. So until the next show, friends. Be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.